Strange times, my friend. This is uh, so today's podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about the current situation and what we think can be done about it. Does that sound right to you? Sounds right to me. Yeah. All right. So, how would you describe the current situation, Alex? Unprecedented. Uh, yeah. I mean, without using the words that, like, the actual words that the government and CDC has given us, a pandemic. I mean, unprecedented would be the biggest thing. It's uh, it's it's eerie. Uh, it's different, um, you know, well, a little uh, unsettling at times as well, but. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and actually that's, uh, that was not staged, but I think that's exactly the reason that we want to talk about what we want to talk about today. Why, why is it eerie and unsettling? I, for one, um, believe that the CDC and local governments will ultimately have this under control. And I'm, you know, sort of knock on wood. I know there's going to be hard times. Uh, I've got family and friends that are first responders, nurses, and things like that. So I'm not trying to downplay the times, but I do believe that we will find our way through this. I believe that we are going to make it through this. But when you say, you know, unsettling, uncertain, the timelines are ambiguous. There's a sort of an air of who knows what around us, mm -hmm. uh, which makes it strange, which also kind of leads us into this really important discussion. You mind if I just kick us off? Go, let's, let's do it. All right. So, Alex and I and um, a team of just fantastic and dedicated coaches essentially came together right when this was happening and said, essentially, how, do we, how would we define this? What's going on in the landscape right now? And the way we saw it was this. Hundreds of thousands of athletes just lost their seasons, off seasons. Their lives were disrupted in a really strange, abrupt and ultimately we'll find out down the line, meaningful way. Whether you were uh, you know, a football player in the middle of an off season, building momentum there, uh, or you know, someone gearing up for a spring season, or you know, we have some winter athletes who are about to embark on like a, a championship run potentially. You know, that's mm -hmm. one of the guys we taught. We're getting some um, rugby players from Arizona, from you know, Arizona rugby team that are participating in this powerlifting meet that we've got coming up. I'll explain in a second. And they talked about getting off the bus after essentially their last regular season game, going their own ways, fully anticipating to come back together for practice and then to make like sort of a playoff run. Mm -hmm. And then boom, it's done. It's done. And like, not only is your season done, but their schooling was done. A lot of colleges just sent kids home, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and he's, and, and we talked to one of the co-captains. He's like, and, and we just, we didn't even get to say goodbye. All of a you know, he and he's a senior, senior co-captain. It's just done. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, it's it's just uh, I, you know, when when the cancellations first started happening, um, there were a lot of people that were upset, uh, rightfully so. And I think some people maybe said some stuff, um, especially athletes that were directly impacted, probably said some things that were they were just ahead of themselves and probably upset and reacting to the news and not thinking globally and don't know what we know now, obviously. But, um, uh, the reason I say all that is because man, if you can't, if you can't feel for those people right now and what those athletes went through, especially if mm -hmm. you yourself are an athlete, like that, I mean, that's just, that sucks. It really sucks. It, it's tough, man. And, and so here's where I'm at with it. I think <clears throat> from an altruistic perspective, from sort of a, maybe someone outside of athletics, it makes obvious sense that, you know, these decisions were the right decisions at that moment in time, mm -hmm. but the logic doesn't change the fact that it's, you know, just how frustrating 
that is for all those athletes. And, and again, folks from the outside looking in, I don't really, I don't really think they get it. It's not just that we didn't get to do March Madness. Right. It's not just that we didn't get to play basketball. Hundreds of thousands of young people have built an identity, have built a support network, have built essentially themselves in their adolescence and early adulthood, uh, in part through sport. A lot of people know when the end of sport is coming. You know, you know. Of course, injuries aside, I suppose. Uh, you know, you, when your career winds down, and you remember this, when your career mm-hmm. winds down, you get to sort of make one final lap and be a little bit nostalgic and say goodbye to your teammates and all that kind of stuff. This just stopped, and and here's why. You know, we've talked about it. We think it's such a actually sort of a public health dilemma. Now, it, it, you, we can talk about public health at this moment in time in the midst of a pandemic. Both of these things that I'm about to talk about are, are public health issues. Obviously, the virus presents a severe public health concern. We have to identify that. Hundreds of thousands of people, sending them home and uh, ultimately getting in, them into isolation and sedentary behavior where they were once active. I, I think the ripple effect of this from a mental health perspective is undetermined, and it's going to take a larger toll on people than we anticipate. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and is that a good place to lead us into the, uh, essentially the, the why we're doing what we're doing? Yeah, I think so. Um, and maybe we should start with, for those who are unfamiliar, like, what is it? You know, let's just start yeah. with like the, the very beginning of like, yeah, is this the nuts and bolts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're hosting online powerlifting nationals and for it's, as basic as it sounds, there's a precedent for this. It comes from CrossFit, you know, CrossFit qualification for years. If you want to go to the CrossFit Open, you qualify virtually. You qualify from afar before going down the CrossFit championship road. So we essentially said to ourselves in this small group, what is, you know, there might only be one sport that we could play right now. And it would be something like this. We can't play ba- We can't play March Madness against each other. You know, Duke's over in its uh, stadium you know, on their court playing and, and North Carolina's over here. But we could potentially train hard, hit a max, record it according to certain regulations, have those video recorded maxes judged, right? And then populate a leaderboard and essentially crown champions in individual weight classes and teams. So w- what we came up with was powerlifting nationals. Online Powerlifting Nationals 2020. That's where we're at. We're doing it for a really specific reason. We want to combat what we see as three common competitors or enemies right now. For the reasons we just mentioned, uh, we see them as hopelessness, isolation, and sedentary behavior. Those are the three sort of bad guys right now in the current situation that we're in. So how do we do that? Well, hope, light a light at the end of the tunnel. And I've used that term a bunch. I think it's the term to use. The sooner we can put... A light, you know, we sort of have this uh, abstract faith that things will get better eventually. And I, and I have that faith as well. But if we say, not only do we have this sort of abstract faith that things will get better, but in May, we're going to be back together and we're going to test. We have something to shoot for. This is this, you, we get to sort of look forward to something. Um, and it's something concrete and it's on the books and that's meaningful. The isolation part is also really exciting. We want to keep people connected through this. So instead of just everyone going their separate ways in quarantine for weeks or months or whatever it turns out to be, hopefully only weeks, um, that is dangerous and we want people to have something to rally around. That was an important part of this. 
I think this is a good opportunity to also talk about one of the other things that makes this so unique. So the term powerlifting is intimidating for some people. We are going to have a powerlifting meet. We're going to have uh, high school, college, and open divisions, guys and girls, and it'll be traditional powerlifting. We also have all sports divisions. So like uh, a football team. Okay. If you're a defensive back, you're training for football, you're 160 three pound high school defensive back. You don't have to train to get or uh, compete against the 165 pound power lifter who's been training for powerlifting. You compete against other football players. Same with field hockey. And we have, we had a girls lacrosse team who's signing up. And um, so you get to train as part of your sport you, in powerlifting, which is really just a max effort in these three predetermined lifts, but you don't have to compete against the big time powerlifters. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that really kind of makes it unique. So again, going back to that, uh, to, to address the concern of isolation, what have we done there? Okay, well, uh, a lacrosse team who said, you know, who's gearing up for the lacrosse season, just got sort of canceled or at least postponed. Now they have something to rally around again. They communicate now. In fact, I was just on a Zoom call with a football team this morning. They are now, we're now getting on Zoom and Google Hangouts and all these sort of virtual ways of connecting to go through what training will look like until we can get back into the gym. So how do we get from here through the next three weeks until we're back into a gym together? So that's addressing the isolation piece. The sedentary piece is also concerning and the, the the antidote to that is fairly obvious and and i think what we recognize what we have been recognizing is that even the dedicated athletes are sort of falling victim to this moment in time to the lack of structure the lack of rigor you know you can I, you can probably identify this with this it's uh you're going through a football off season you've got next fall on your mind okay and all of a sudden this happens and now you're sitting around for two weeks you can still care about football, but I almost guarantee we're, I would bet that that 90% of the football players in off seasons right now, because the next competitive thing on their calendar is until late summer. I would bet that 90% of them just aren't training like they should to meet the goals that they have for themselves. So I think that'll give us something to rally around. And again, I hope I explained it well, but hope, isolation, sedentary behavior, those are the enemies this gives us a way to combat them. Uh, I think I also do, I want to talk to two points, I think. One, very quickly, to any of the open division competitors, I'm super pumped about this. I am competing. You just said that you're going to be signing up, correct? I'll be, I'll be competing in the open My division. My whole staff has already signed up. We are, we're competing. Uh, you can be sort of a weekend warrior and be part of this. I, in fact, I think that's part of the charm of it is, um, look, I, I, we, you and I are both deeply involved in the powerlifting world in at least our little sphere of it. Uh I I think all the coaches that are on board with us, we all sort of recognize what I see is just an absolute truth. We're not talking, when we talk about powerlifting, we're not talking about powerlifting with a capital P, this, uh, you know, almost religious sort of pursuit that, uh, you know, it's, it's the wall at Westside Barbell, those caliber numbers are nothing. You know, I do appreciate the people who set the bar that high and, and really go for it. I really, really do. I have, I have tremendous respect for that. Mm-hmm. But the way that you and I and a lot of the coaches that we're lucky to work with have approached powerlifting is not like that. It's more the way we use it, if we're using it as education, as a platform for learning, it's a thoughtful process capped by a max effort. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
and when you think about it like that, like, you know, the, the weekend warrior type, the people who are not going to break world records, this is the perfect time for something like that. You know, what's the best we got at this moment in time? You know, I think a lot of people's fear is that they would have to be perfect. In fact, I was talking to a lot of the, um, we're, we're inviting uh, collegiate powerlifters to join. We had a lot of people who were signed up for collegiate nationals. By the way, we'll talk about uh, how people sign up for this in a second. But a lot of people who are going to USAPL collegiate nationals, which has been postponed, they can get into our meet for free. We're giving them a code to get into our meet for free. The ones who have been, some people have already signed up. Some people are a little hesitant for that. And, and I think my encouragement to them would be like, look, you don't have to be perfect. But I think you, what we're looking for is not perfection. What we're looking for is perfect in this moment, meaning as good as we can get it in this moment. So those, forget about the freaking numbers, right? Think about what does your process look like? And then in, in May, we'll see what our max effort looks like. You know, it may not be your all-time best, but who knows? And honestly, who cares? Yeah. You know, like, here's, here's what I can guarantee. I yeah. guarantee you that everybody that signs up for the meet, it will be their all-time best on the back end of a pandemic. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's, and that's the way to look at it, right? Like, that's exactly right. This will be your best post-quarantine power, powerlifting meet <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah, which which is and and that's again that's how we have to look at it, right? Let's have um, let's have fun with it. That's that's really my only hope for it. Yeah, be a part um, of the community. Be a part of this cool thing. A hundred percent. And okay, so and and then I guess the, the extension of that. The other thing I wanted to address was uh, for coaches who mm -hmm. are you know we know a lot of coaches. A lot of coaches were have been very excited from the jump, and that's amazing. Those are the kind of people we want. Heck yeah, let's do it. Let's get creative. Let's light the light at the end of the tunnel for our kids. We'll find a way to get it done. We're going to make the best of the situation. I think that's amazing. There's also this other sort of yeah, the sport coaches that I've, that I've talked to that are like really interested. They're, they're calling it. It's like, look, this is like an arms race for strength. Uh, essentially, you know, we got, we're uh, college football coaches. We've got something to look forward to next fall. Okay. What is Ohio state doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, what is, uh, what is Bowling Green doing right now? What is so-and-so doing right in this month? Whoever wins this month is going to be a month ahead by the time we get back together. I think that's an important thing to recognize. I, I say all that just to uh, encourage coaches not to wait. You know, if we play like a wait and see game, well, we don't have access to our kids right now. In fact, that was, and I'm, I'm not calling anybody out, but I had a coach say it. Well, we'd love to compete, but we don't have access to our kids right now. And and I paused and, and I, of course, was respectful, but I was like, dude, this is when they need you. That, that the whole point of this is that you don't have access to your kids right now. The whole point is th this is weird. Let's light a light at the end of the tunnel, develop a thoughtful process and do the best we can with the tools at our disposal. That's on us, coach. Like if you, if you actually consider yourself a man, I don't want to get too high up on a horse right now, but like if you chose the profession of education and you call yourself a coach within it, one of the most, I think most important mentors within the whole realm of education, then now is the time. Okay. What the heck, what, what are we waiting for? We're waiting for things to get perfect. Well, anyone can coach when the situation is ideal. Like the coaches, the real coaches, they are popping up now as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned because they recognize that their duty is to the kids. They've got to get their job done um, in person or from afar. So actually, to, to be honest, on that point, I will say, I wonder if you've seen this or you can confirm, I, like 
I'm, I am really encouraged by the coaches who are doing exactly that, who are saying, screw it, let's go. I know what my job is. I know what I want to accomplish. I'm in this for the, like, let's get after it. So that, that's been really encouraging to me to see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll speak to my, uh, like my school specifically. Like I think yeah. the coaches have done a fantastic job. Um, first of all, the technology has allowed us, you know, with the technology that we have available to us right now, like, there really is no excuse. I mean, it's like we, you can do anything from afar other than like, you know, the obvious physical contact stuff, but like with, from like a coaching standpoint, you can do every single thing that you are doing pretty much. Now we we're going to have to get more creative in terms of like, what does our access to equipment look like? Um, Here's one thing I'll say. uh, The world is full of weights. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. There's not, you don't have to have a barbell in order to squat with weight on your back. Like things, you know, get creative, encourage your kids to get creative. Now, obviously like do it safely and do it smart. But, you know, I think that I, and, and I, I say that because like, I I had that thought at the beginning too, like, man, this sucks. Like I'm, I'm not gonna be able to like access any of the things that I want. Like I don't have a barbell. I don't have weights. I don't have this. I don't know. It's like, just pick something up. Just pick up something heavy. <laughs> yes. And do it a lot. Or, or, or right. Well, you just nailed it. And maybe, maybe this would be a good time to get into some of the training options for coaches who are interested in this, but they're not totally sure how to get from now till they get back in the gym. Yeah. You just made me think of something like the, the world is full of weights. We are trying to protect ourselves against uh, in, in uh, the spread of a virus that would tax our healthcare system. That's what we're trying to do. But gravity didn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like, we, like, it is still, if we recognize that, like, what are we trying to do? Like, everything heavy is still just as heavy. And everything medium heavy is still medium heavy. And I wonder, this is, this is actually, you're making me think about a lot of stuff. We haven't talked about this before. But, like, you know, I, I almost wonder if, you know, I think it's a good time for coaches to reflect. and like, look, if all you can do is program and coach with, with a rogue barbell and Alico plates, you know, if, if, if that's the only situation in which you are able to operate, I think we need to deepen our toolbox as coaches. I think, I think that's probably where that would, that's where that takes my mind. So yeah. It, um, okay. So let's give people this. Um, some of the training options we, we had talked like this reminds me like this could be a great time to talk about um, a lot of Calditz's work. Mm, yes they're like muscle actions like if you if you can't because we we tell this like sort of the uh the beginner's guide to strength training and that we give our kids is like while you can you can influence only a small handful of things you can uh the load the speed and the volume like essentially those are the big three things and then when you when you go one step further now you start to talk about muscle actions too i guess that could fall into the category of speed when we when we use the beginner's guide but like you know eccentric isometric uh plyometric all all that is still very much at our disposal uh give us your thoughts on that and how you can get your kids from now until mid late april yeah eccentrics are your friend uh and isometrics are your friend cal Dietz is your friend um, I don't know if he would yeah. Shout out to Yeah, I don't know if he'd sign off on that for me. Uh, but <laughs> I, I do. 
I do appreciate Cal and his work a lot, but yeah, yeah. it's, um, you know, for us right now. So we did originally like two weeks of just kind of circuit style training. Um, and that was largely me thinking like, all right, that's kind of what we're going to have to get through. We're going to have to get through two weeks and then uh, we'll be good to go. But now yeah. it's starting to look like it's going to be longer. So I wrote my program for the next few weeks and we are going to start off with some eccentric movements. Um, five seconds down, one second hold at the bottom on single leg squats. Um, yeah. uh, that's our big thing right now. That's going to be the primary lift you can kind of manipulate that as any way that you want. I mean, the yeah. thing is like what I recommended for my kids with the program that I sent them is I said, like, do you have your backpack and do you have books? Okay. If it's not hard enough for the five seconds, with the one second hold at the bottom, then make sure like add some books make it harder. on with some books. It's that right. easy. Like you have that at your disposal. And then, right. so for us, the way that I approach it is that uh, I do a, a eccentric or an isometric movement, I pair it with a plyometric movement. Gotcha. And so basically, well, that, would you call that French contrast? Um, yes We're, and no, not fully, but it's inspired like, by potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Uh, well, you know what I'm reminded of though? Like, so I don't know if it was two years ago at this point, it was a while back at this point, but you, me, and the strength staff at Loyola Chicago mm -hmm. and Cal Dietz were together for what was that day? Eight hours. Something like that. Yeah. Like legitimately. And went through, we were just picking his brain about everything. How many times did we break out a barbell during that whole day? Honestly, I'm just reflecting on this now. Yeah. The no, answer is zero it? times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero know. times. We had dumbbells. We had bands. We had, you know, it, it was plyometrics. It was time under tension. It was... You know, that's, that's the sort of stuff that we were, mm -hmm. uh, utilizing. And the, I, I think that's the position that we're probably in now. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and I would say, by the way, you know, we're, we're, we're referencing these names where, uh, you know, a lot of people in the strength world will obviously know who Cal Dietz is. Um, muscle actions will probably be familiar concepts like French contrast training might be familiar, but for those who don't say I'm a football coach or mm -hmm. a hockey coach or whatever, and I don't know that quite as well. Gotcha. Uh, we are going to be providing some resources for people that are going to be, I, I think, very helpful. Mm -hmm. And you were essentially trying to take people from the 30th, March 30th, uh, to, the, to the back half of April, just, just a guideline program, adjust as needed, whatever it might be. But um, getting from here to there, getting from now until the next time we're in the gym with our athletes, that's what we're going to do. And we know that we can do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, maybe I'll throw this out there. The win is also important. So when is this meet being held right now? We've got it on the books for May 16th. I am hopeful. I'm optimistic. The timing, the way that that works out, we're, we're here in Chicago. Uh, the way that that works out is uh, whether it is mid or late April, we're going to try to get two, three weeks at least with a barbell before we ask our kids to test. That's, where, that's why we selected that date. Now, uh, the cool thing about a virtual meet is if it doesn't pan out that way, you know, we've, we've hosted massive meets before with 200 lifters. They, that requires 70 volunteers, a lot of logistics, a lot of, of uh, planning. If the virtual, if the quarantine extends, then we can just back the date of the meetup. 
So everyone, we're, we're going to be in constant contact with people after you register. Um, there's a link on our website. After you register, you'll be getting emails from us. So you, you'll know if the date changes, of course. Uh, but we do, we can just be, we have the luxury of being sort of thoughtful. And that's mm-hmm. actually, I'll, I'll mention this, Alex. One of the things that people are saying is like, okay, an online meet, I film my, my lifts and send them in. What if I don't have access to a gym? Well, our position right now is if people don't have access to gyms yet, we're going to back the data to the test up. You know, it's, it's truly as simple as that. Now, if this thing goes into mid-June, so be it, right? Into the, <laughs> That's right. Because again, the idea, the prevailing idea here is just there's so much that's outside of our control. Okay. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to worry about what we can control and a really important, really important part of, of habit structuring and behavior change and all that. Uh, and ultimately control is the things that we've talked about, putting a light at the end of the tunnel, developing a process and a timeline, sticking to it, having something to train for connecting with peers about the value of the experience. Like it's all there if we want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what makes this a really cool opportunity is that like we do have that sense of control that uh, so many people lost and that a lot right. of us lost. Um, yeah. You know, like I, like you said, I will, I can push the date of the meet back before like I finish this sentence. It's that easy. It's literally just a few clicks. Um, well, hopefully we'd get our group together and talk about it. Well, yes, of course. It would not be, I'm not going to, uh, but it's a <laughs> yeah, threat yeah. Uh, that I could. Um, right. but the like the other thing that i would encourage people to do is um like join the community that's going on online in terms of sign up let people know that you've signed up get your friends involved and like post about it again it is one of the things that we are we've talked about how you know, like with the weights and the actual movements, we can find ways to replace those. It's yeah. harder to replace that other stuff. The yeah, yeah, other yeah. thing that makes the weight room special being down there with your teammates and, and having people push you and grinding with them in that special way. But like, we still can. It's going to look different and it's going to maybe feel different, but I, I still want that sense of people continuing to push each other, cheer each other on, you know, sharing their videos, sharing their progress. Um, even before, you know, it doesn't just have to be on the day of the meet. Like let's, let's. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I guess I, so I, I think like this, so I know there'll be people who are skeptical. We are asking a bunch of people to, to sign up, not for the finances. I, I just want that to be clear. Um, we have, we have a constant policy, at the Good Athlete Project, that is, finances will never stand in the way of participation. We're never going to let that be get in the way of a, of a learning experience. So, um, if, for for those who don't feel like they can afford the event, it's a twenty eight dollar entry fee. Just contact us, and we'll give you a code that waives the fee. Period. End of story. It's that straightforward. We're already doing that for a lot of people. Like we said, we have a code for those who have already registered for USAPL nationals who, you know, if, if they can't make it, no problem, jump in with us. Fee is waived. You already paid a fee to a different organization. We'll honor it. We just want, we, we this is for you folks. Like that's, that's true. And to those who, uh, some other people have been asking the, the proceeds are going to nonprofit efforts across the nation. You know, the good athlete product is already doing some meaningful stuff, but a portion of the proceeds is going to the manufacturing of masks for nurses and first responders. So like, there's really, as, as we talk through this, I, I'm reckon, like, there's no, there's no good reason not to just jump in. 
Okay. If you jump in, uh, you know, there's just no good reason not to. I, I can only imagine that, the, that, that those who don't are hesitant for a reason that we, Alex, to be honest, we have to do some work to get ahead of. Are you, are you hesitant jumping in because you don't think you can get the training done from a distance? We'll help you. We'll support you. We can't let the kids just sit at home. Mm-hmm. Are you hesitant because as an athlete, you're not totally sure how good you're going to be at the back end? No problem. We already talked about this, but like, forgive yourself. It's all good. It is a process and a max effort. It's not a world record or bust situation. Right. right? So, and again, the community part, if nothing else, right? Like we want to keep people connected. It can't replace the weight room. Like you said, it's not the same thing, but nothing is the same right now. Let's, let's connect people or give them something to connect on. That's meaningful and, and needed now as much as ever. Mm-hmm. An unprecedented problem requires unprecedented solutions. Dude, that's it. That's it. You're exactly right. Um, well, on that note, Alex, uh, that's actually a quote from an article that Alex just wrote. It's published at beyondstrength.net. I definitely think people should go there, read it. Uh, and, and I really do. I mean this. I think sign up. It, mm-hmm. you know, we're, if you need support in any way, reach out to us. But my, I mean this, I think the, the, the sooner we can give kids and ourselves something to look forward to, something to train for, the better. Absolutely.